welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we are on episode 21. 21. Sweet. Is that weird? I always like, want to like ask you. Blackjack. Like what was that? 21 Blackjack. Oh. Like, is that where you're going with I haven't that? played Blackjack in a long time. Mm. So, But I like taking my gambles on reselling. Reselling gambling is there so much go. better because I feel like it's not really gambling. It's just investment. Calculated risk. It's very calculated. If you do it right, which I think we're going to be talking about that today, right? Yeah. That's, that's kind of crazy how that transitioned. Yeah, that works. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, this we is didn't all right. No, not at all. So I kind of struggled with this episode because I'm trying to figure out like what to title it, right? There's a lot of YouTube videos out there like, why isn't my stuff selling? Mm. Or, you know, why, why, I don't know, why am I low on sales this month? Or... Is this the end of eBay, right? Have you seen mm. those those titles at yeah. all? Doom and gloom, like things aren't going well, so give up the dream type. Yeah, kind of. Those. Or like desperation. But, like, but they're not, though. They're like kind of little clickbaitish at times, right? I could see that. Yeah. Right? But I wanted to kind of title a little different. I wanted to say, are you making the best of your reselling? Mm. Does that work? It works, but I'm not going to lie. It sounds a little cheesy. Like, <laughs> yeah, but make I want to keep it the best positive. of your okay, reselling. All right, all right. Well, it's like an infomercial. Yeah, but I wanted to keep it positive. Like, that's what we're about. That is. Yeah. So uh, that's true. Like, I like it. When you put it that way, I think you're right. Yeah. It's, Cause it's not cheesy. It's just positive. Well, because we're, we're all about like this reselling, you know, this life that we're, we're living. Like, it's real. Like, it can definitely change things. And, and now we're sounding infomercial. But <laughs> we do you agree? I mean, you've seen it since yeah, like, June. No, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean. There's times I wish I would have started a long time ago. That's for sure. Trust me. I just talked to my buddy uh, yesterday who was doing eBay back in 1999. And, you know, he, again, I, I've said this story before, but when I was in college, I mean, I was in the same room as this guy while mm. he was making these sales. And then he moved into a house and he was making a ton of sales. And I, I just, I didn't pick it up. Yeah. It's like when you got friends to talk about, you know, like, yeah, I invested in the stock market back when this little company called Apple just got started. Or yeah, as, Amazon, as one of our friends, or, he ended up like a he had a like a BMW convertible from his Apple stocks, oh, right? And it's yeah, like if only, if only. But the nice thing is, I, I think we 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 haven't missed it yet, right? Like I feel like the the tidal wave that is online reselling is just getting started now. Um, of course. I think I've already given this quote, so this can't count as a quote. We're already starting with a quote? We're not even like three minutes in, Mike. Okay. I'm counting this as the quote then, since it's coming so early. I I guess if we can get it out of the way, I'm good with that. We're getting it out of the way. And I might have already said this one, so if I did, I'm sorry, guys. This is just one that I live by. And it's the best time to have have planted a tree was 15 years ago. The second best time is today. Wow. That, that that's legit. I agree. With reselling, it's kind of one of those you could have done the whole woulda, shoulda, could have, but now's the time. And when you do it, you want to make sure you're doing it right. So correct. So let's get into our episode. Here we go. All right. So kind of wanted to break things down, you know, because a lot of this applies not only to new resellers, but those of us that have been reselling for a while, because I find I still make the same mistakes. Mm. And I see others, you know, that they'll still go, you know what, I've been doing this for so long. And I still, like, stick to my guns, and I end up not making sales. Mm. Right? And so tell me, I don't know, I just want to hear a little bit. Tell me some of the things you struggled with right away. Like, you you had all these items that you are picking up and you are posting. And then, well, okay, now you did have a lot of sales in the summer. But did. I'm Those sure there were good. moments that stuff was not selling. 
So tell me how you felt during that time. Um, or maybe right now you're feeling that. You know, I, I feel like I, I obviously have not done this for as long as you have, so I don't have the the long-term experience. But I've come to a place where I've seen in my my short amount of time reselling um, that stuff stuff does sell and will sell if it's the right stuff. Um, there's been a few items where it's like, okay, I'm going to break even on this and I just want to get it out. It was probably a bad buy early on. Um, but um, yeah, there were a few times when I very first started, I remember I bought a set of um, like naval boats, like different boats from throughout the centuries, like encyclopedia set. And I didn't really even try to barter the person down. Like I just, I offered the first number. I was like, how about 10 bucks for these, right? So I broke the first rule because I didn't know the rule, right? So I paid $10 for this. So explain the rule again. So so never offer the first number, right? Yes. Like key negotiation tip. It, it it truly makes a huge difference. Let them give you that number, right? And then, then you can go from there. Um, not to say that like you're going to go to like, infinitely below that but i mean it gives you a starting point you know kind of what they're looking at and if they're going to negotiate they probably gave you a number that's a little high anyways from what they're willing to take that's a great point that is true so because you only go down from there exactly so um i i just offered 10 bucks the person gladly took it and these books sat for i don't know i want to say like three months or something like that and they were it was a huge encyclopedia set that was taking up most of my little corner of the garage at, so at when the you time. say huge what do you mean like encyclopedia set could be in well, or it can mean like thirty. I think I think there was like twenty some of them total. Okay, and and it was heavy. I remember when I shipped it, it was like over seventy five pounds or close to seventy pounds of of <laughs> books. Intense. It was crazy, right? Like I'm like, how do I even pack this stuff? But it when it finally sold, I feel like there's a little bit of validation there. But there was definitely some time um, where I was like, that was a terrible buy. Now I've got these books; they're never going to sell. How much is it going to cost to ship? And I'm still trying to figure all this stuff out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a learning experience. I, I think I would do it differently going forward. Uh, but I feel pretty confident about most of the stuff that I'm picking up. I, I feel like occasionally we've talked in the past, like I picked some stuff up that um, I, I didn't look at enough. Like I picked up a Department 56 uh, little figurine nice. at a Salvation Army. You did some research on it? Yeah, and they were going for like 30 bucks. I paid $1.99 for it. I'm like, oh, this thing is sweet. It said Department 56 on the bottom. It's like pumpkin, like cart, like a cart with like pumpkins in it and two people on it. I get two it home. Two people on the cart? Yeah, one is sitting on the cart and one is like with the horses, huh. right? And I get it home and I take all the pictures and I'm about ready to hit list. And I'm looking at the pictures of like the one that I kind of like was doing some research yeah, based off of. Yeah, And uh, I noticed it looked a little different. And then I saw that like, the hand of my guy was broken. And so like the oh, reins. And so I don't know if it was broken in the store or if, if the lady, when she wrapped it at the store, broke it. Um, so it's, maybe it's my fault. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But like, there's been definitely a few things like that where it's like, Oh, I should have done a little bit more like, you know, reviewing it before I actually paid for it. Uh, but, but yeah, what about you? What are some of the mistakes you've made? Well, real quick though. One of the things that can happen and I, I this happens to me a lot still is you got to be careful when you transport items, mm. right? I find in my car, like, unless I put them in boxes or I have some smart crate or some kind of padding, like, I've had those where, like, it looked great at the store, and then I come home. And it's like, broken. Like, so things went from money to junk really mm. fast, right? So yeah. just always be careful when you're transporting items. So hey, before we get into it, though, you know, my early days of reselling were, they weren't frustrating. I mean, I had sales to keep me going. But I bought a lot of junk. Mm. I mean, and that and that's the thing that I think one of the reasons that things don't sell 
because we have junk. Are you okay with saying that? Is that yeah, no. I know. Sure. I know we may be breaking the hearts of a lot of people, but it's very possible you bought a lot of junk. Yeah, I mean, that's it, right? Like, <laughs> no, like if, if your okay, stuff is selling, about... it's good stuff. If it's not, well, it's possible that it's junk. Okay, but let's talk about why okay. it's junk. Well, maybe it's not junk. Maybe that's too harsh. Maybe it's a donation. Mm. You 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 helped Goodwill out. And now you're gonna redonate and help them out some more. Yeah, I've I've felt that before. There's been a couple times like I picked up VCRs, take them home, they don't work, and then they go in the trash. I'm like, well, that was really nice that I helped out the Salvation Army today. <laughs> but at least with VCRs, I mean, to me, that's a calculated risk, right? right. You pay five dollars, you're gonna make fifty or a hundred. Yeah. It's still worth losing that five because the other five you did that with, mm-hmm. maybe they're all good and you make your money back. So part of this is. You know, when you're first reselling, I think, I know my experience was I try to find what I thought was cool, mm. which is, which is fine, but you have to back it up with research. Yeah. And, and, and maybe you're a little lucky too, because cool, um, cool, it changes, right? Like, like mm-hmm. what's in style today is, is not going to be in style a month from now or a year from now. Um, and then styles come back into to fashion. So um, I mean, what what would you say your your thing was? Were you like a '90s a '90s kid? Oh yeah, definitely a '90s kid. I mean, it was you know I was all about <laughs> and I loved all the '90s. The guests, the Reebok pumps, the Cortezes, the cross color clothing. I mean, all of that. Stuff. And that stuff's back. So like you're of, of like that stuff was cool. Like you can still go out and get that. But if if what you thought was cool was maybe in a, one of those. One of those decades that hasn't rolled back around yet. Um, well, uh, let me give you an example. So, I like Disney. Who doesn't like Disney? I'm not a huge fan. I, wait, I just threw out the question and somebody right next to me says they're not a huge fan. Yeah. I mean, I, okay, I like Disney a lot more now that I've got a son who's like, I, yeah, I, I guess kids cool. do change things. Yeah, yeah. But before it was like, eh, it's okay. I just it's like expensive. Disney because it's like, when you go to Disneyland, it's like you feel like everything's all right. Like, no matter what. I feel like there's too many people crowding around me and overpriced stuff. The food's really good, though. I always feel like it doesn't matter what's going on. I show up, and it's like, things are good. Maybe that's just me. All right. So, I when I first started, like, I was big into, you know, everybody talks about mug life, and everybody talks about plushes, right? That's kind of like the thing that, well, not everyone, but a lot of people on IG, Mm. you know, especially new resellers, you're talking about that. And I loved plushes, like, right away, because it was easy. Mm. Right. You can get them for super cheap, you know, 25, 50 cents to pack. It wasn't heavy and you could actually like cram them. Like I was able to cram some into padded flat rate envelopes, cram into small boxes and and it wasn't too hard. Right. And it just, you know, most people overlooked them. So I have I have so many plush items in my store that I'm just like, why did I buy this? Mm. Like I thought this was cool for whatever reason or Maybe I went on eBay and I found like one, one of them sold and there's like 19 others that they didn't sell. And then I go. So do you still have a lot of of stuffed animals right now? I'm pulling them up right now because, you know, some of this stuff, I'm just like, why did I pick it up? So give you an example. So there is this goofy plush and he has like this kind of like safari hat and. I picked it up for a dollar, and I thought it was really cool. And, and I didn't do any research. I'm like, Disney sells, right? No matter what I pick up with Disney, it's going to sell. And I listed it, and it's this was like five years ago. It's still in my store. Have you thought of lowering the price? Okay, we'll talk about that later. Okay. But the, what I found out was that this was one of those that you could win, like, at a theme park. 
Uh, Do you know what I mean? Like right. one of those games. And so there's really not much value to it. It's not mm-hmm. one of the humongous ones. It's just a regular Goofy plush, right? I also have another Donald Duck one. I have uh, Lion King one. I have, I mean, I'm going through my list here and these were all plushes that I thought. I picked up my first two plushes. Um, oh, yeah, you did. I'm week. impressed. Okay. Are you impressed or did I just make a mistake? Well, did you do the research? Well, I mean, there's 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 comps that, that have sold. Yeah, I think I did okay. Okay, so I'll give you one that <laughs> this is one of my first that's been here. I have bought this. So I kind of like Popeye, and I thought Popeye was cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, Back spinach in, is good. Maybe. And yeah, I, well, I didn't follow those life principles, but mm. you know, okay. <laughs> and so I bought some Popeye plush thinking, oh, this was, oh, here's a better one. A watermelon. It was a big slice of watermelon. Is it a Disney watermelon? No, or is it just it's not even Disney. It's, it's just, just like a weird stuffed animal that you're like, I'm picking I, this up. It was 25 cents. It was something you could get at Six Flags only. I'm like, huh, people will like this. They're going to want this. This is cool, right? And I'm talking about just about plush. We'll mm-hmm. get into t-shirts later. And it hasn't sold for a long time. So I bought with emotions. I didn't mm-hmm. buy with facts. And that's huge. Like you have to... You have to buy with with the facts. Like, you have to do the research. Tell me about your plushes, though, real quick. I picked up a... Well, here's what's really funny. Um, my wife's favorite Disney uh, movie is Little Mermaid. Okay. And I picked up a flounder plush, like a 15-inch, like, you know, flounder, okay. the fish right. from that. But I grabbed it. Those. I paid 50 cents for it. And it. I was doing all the research for Finding Nemo. And I'm like, this does not look like the same fish. It took me a while to realize... That it was that it was a Little Mermaid fish. It said oh, Disney on it. So okay, I knew it was a Disney okay, fish, okay. but I thought for sure it was like, oh, but go Finding Nemo. It's like, no, this is not Finding Nemo. And I'm like, what other what other Disney show has a fish in it? It took me a while to put together. Like, oh yeah. But was it worth? Like, is it is it profitable? Yeah, I mean, I I paid fifty cents for it. It looks like comps are going for like fifteen. So it's not like a huge. I mean, it's it's good ROI if you consider. Yeah. It's not a, a huge. Profit as far as like I'm gonna walk away with like a bunch of money in my bank and can retire. Do you think it's tomorrow. worth your time though. Yeah. Okay. All right. yeah. And are you gonna charge shipping on it? Yeah, I, I feel like I I know my numbers are a little lower than yours. Um, no, I'm not trying to. No, no, no. no you're you're good. I, I'm at a place right now where like realistically, um, if I get ten or fifteen dollars on a lot of items and then fifty to a hundred dollars on some items, that's good. For well, me you're building right a pipeline. Exactly. That's what you're right. talking about, yep. right? Yep. And if you haven't heard us talk about it, is you have these bread and butter items, right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what you bought. Yep. Like, and it helps you build capital. And then you also have all these other bigger items that are nice when they happen. Oh, and I cannot wait till our update episode, guys. I've got a few huge sales that I can't wait to tell you about. So do I. But we're not even telling each other. I know. Secrets. <laughs> Mysteries. All right. So let me talk about this shirt that I picked up. All right. I thought it was cool. I, you know, I love Hawaii. I love surfing, blah, 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 all that stuff, right? And... I picked up this shirt and it says Big Kahuna on it and surf all day, party all night. You know, I thought it was really cool. Didn't do my research at all. Picked it up for a dollar. It has been in my store, I think, six years. So listing fees. Have you ever, like, calculated that? Oh, it, but I'm not losing a lot. Like, if you think of it, I don't even remember what I'm paying. I have a, I have a premium store, so I'm not sure, but... I still haven't lost money. Like if it sells even for I don't know, let's say ten bucks, I'll still be okay. But isn't like isn't it like twenty cents for 
for the listing fee? If you have a store, it's different. So on your store subscriptions, it's cheaper. Well, that's what I mean. It's 30 cents regular. Well, I you think get, with my you, store, it's 25. Well, you get the 1,000 free listings. Right. Right. And then after that, when you have to redo them, mm-hmm. right, you pay. So I think I, I don't even have the time to do, do the math right now, but I'm telling you, I'm still okay. All right. So, hey. and, and I get it. I could have done it. But for me, it's even if I make two, three bucks profit, I already put in the work. Mm. It'll sell one day, hopefully. But it was a bad buy. Yeah. It's not selling because it was just a bad buy. Like, I thought it was cool. I mean, it had all kind of like, the things I was looking Did for. Did you do any research? Is it just a Hawaiian shirt you thought looked cool? No, this was, was the good? days where I just picked up cool shirts. Okay, so like it wasn't like, oh, this brand is like a high-quality brand. No, I wasn't even there. Like I've told you about the cowbell shirts. Do you remember the cowbell? I think so. From like Saturday Night Live and Will right, Ferrell. Yeah, yeah. And whenever I saw those shirts, you know, they were selling for 15 to 18, mm. but there was a ton of them, and I would just pick them up because I thought it was hilarious. I mean, it sold eventually. It just took a long time. Ugh. So don't just pick things up. Because they're cool. And even as an experienced reseller, I still pick things up because I think they're cool. Mm. And it's just, I got to be careful because if you want to make money, it can't be based on your emotions. No, no, that's true. It just can't. All right. So what about, do you ever find yourself like passing up stuff because you just don't care about it? I I feel like I started that way for sure. Um, And now it's bizarre. Like, I'll look at anything. Like, I'm at a place where I probably spend too much time at a garage sale because I'll look at anything. But it's so weird now that, like, posh is becoming more and more a part of my life. It means women's clothing is becoming more and more a part of my life. Mm. And every garage sale that I go to that has women's clothing, I spend a little bit of time going through it. Like, that's something I never thought I would do. Like, I'm looking for certain jeans. I'm looking for certain tops. I know brands of women's clothing. If you would have told me that a year ago that I would, like, know the names of, like, what jeans and tops are, like, worth money in women's clothes, I would have laughed at you. See, I don't even, I still don't do that. I've got no interest in it, like, other than the fact that, like, there's money there. Because, yeah, I would initially be like, ooh, vintage audio, board games, gaming systems, like, that kind of stuff to me was, like, I care about, and that's the stuff I spent the most time looking at. Um, Even with, like, retail arbitrage, right? Like, the first places I would go is, like, okay. Board games. Yeah. (laughs) I'm telling you, man. Board games. And electronics, like stuff I like. Like I'm probably not gonna walk into, you know, the 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 baby section to like do retail arbitrage, but if there's money there. So if you're new to the podcast, like Mike has a he's a teacher, he has a board game club and he has a collection of board games. Like that's his thing. I love it. Now, what you're saying there isn't a problem with. Like if you have a certain niche and that's all you want to mm. sell, it's all good, but it's gonna take a lot longer to sell. Yeah. Right, because, expand your horizons a little bit. Yeah, that, that's the key thing. Like you, you could make your store the store for audio files. Mm. Right, you could do it, and like that's where people will go. But you're gonna have to have a lot of inventory to do that. Yep. Right. So this is why we say don't just you know try to sell those things that you think are cool you, or, or things that you care about. Try to expand it because then that's how you're gonna trigger more sales because you have a greater audience. Don't limit your audience. Yeah, uh, during our update next week, I'll I'll tell you one of my one of my hustles that I thought was really cool. But I can't tell you how many times I met a garage like this is one of them where I show up, and there's tons of people there before me and showing up with me, and they'll say like, "Do you have any video games? Do you have any silver? Like whatever it is they're looking for." They say no, and then they immediately leave. Right? Oh no, I don't leave though. No, no, no. yeah, like these people are like, I I know what you're talking about. Video games? Nope. And then they walk. They're like drive by. Some of them are like they'll yell from the car. 
they'll pull up and go, got Legos? And they're and like, then they're no. gone. But then, like, I'll spend an extra five minutes looking at stuff, and, like, there's times where I'm walking away, and I'm like, yeah, I probably just made, like, $200 off this garage sale, Um, and that guy left because he's looking for, like you said, Legos or, like, you know, one specific thing, and that's all he's interested in. I completely agree. I've had that. I'll give you an example. So I went to – this is a perfect example. So I went to this garage sale, and, again, this is just – I like Legos, too. Like, I'm a big Lego fan. and. I'm not a big super fan. I just like selling Legos. Mm. And uh, I, I went to this garage sale specifically because the ad said they had Legos. So I showed up and, you know, I'm like, hey, do you guys got Legos? And they're like, oh, that guy, you know, the story everyone loves to hear. Oh, that guy over there just picked them up and bought all of them. I'm like, no, like, please. And I was about to leave. Mm. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to spend some time here. And I saw these old telephone signs from like the 1960s. They were glass and they were two sided. Huh. And I'm like, this is kind of cool. And I was looking at comps and, and they're going for 50 to 100 each. So I, and then I noticed and he had more. Mm. So he had about like 10 of them. So I asked the guy, you know, how much are you willing to sell these for? And he goes, I'll do a 15 a piece. And, you know, then I said, how about 10 if I get all of them? Mm. He goes, I could do all of them. And then I asked the next question. What do you think the next question was? Should we put Jeopardy music? Do you have any more? Yes. <laughs> you got it. You got it. I mean, this is this is this is kind of the way you should approach garage sales. I know our episode isn't about garage sales, but mm. you should do this. And I asked him, and he goes, "Oh yeah, I used to be a telephone repairman, and I have hundreds of these in my garage." Oh man, no joke. So then we go. He and you know, I always feel awkward going into people's yeah. houses, no. but he opens up his garage and like halfway and he lets me inside and I'm in there and he goes, Hold on, I gotta go grab something. So I'm like alone in this guy's garage. Like I wouldn't leave myself in a garage. No, uh, uh. <laughs> so anyways, he comes back and he pulls all this stuff out and he has I wanna say, you know, when I say hundreds, I wanna say he had like three to four hundred telephone signs. And what he did was he was a telephone repairman that you know, as like, you know, those, you know, those uh, phone booths, remember? Mm-hmm. Are you, are you too, yep. to remember phone booths? I remember phone booths. Okay. So as they went away, he just collected these. Mm. And, and some of them were newer, so I didn't pick up the newer ones. But even the newer ones go for money. Huh. Like, do you know those square ones that say like just phone and they have like the phone that, what, what do you call that? The receiver or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Like those go for like 60 bucks. Wow. Okay, so if you see those and you see a phone booth, don't detach it. That's a crime. But if you see it in a garage sale, pick <laughs> it up. So I was able to make a sweet deal. I want to say I picked up because I really I was really selective because he had a lot of them, but a lot of them were like really messed up too. So I paid, I want to say I paid $265, $265, and I picked up 80 of them. Holy cow. And and I can only imagine what your ROI was on that, but but before you even think about that, like, I wonder how much that guy made on the Legos. You know. I, I don't know. I, a little I, bit on I'm the Legos. I'm pretty sure he didn't make as much as the yeah. telephone signs. Yeah. I, and so, again, it's one of those things, like, you can't try to just sell things you care about. If your stuff isn't selling, it's because maybe you've limited yeah. your options, right? I would have never thought about the telephone signs. I could have just done the little Lego drive-by and left, and I would have left all that money there. Yeah, no, and, and that's the thing too. It's like, I, I feel like the perfect example is like, because I can get into a lot of cool, interesting things. 
women's clothing isn't one of them, right? Like, like cool vintage signs. Like, yeah, I could see that becoming like a hobby of mine one day down the road. Women's clothing, no. So yeah. the fact that like I get it, that and I feel uncomfortable <laughs> when I go shopping. Yeah, thrift stores. It's it's interesting, but like the fact that it's even if it's something. So if you're out there and you're like, I hate video games. Like I don't like playing video games. I don't like. I don't like them. Don't don't sleep on them because you don't like them, right? Like there's money to be made there. So find where the money's to be made, even if it's not what you're interested in. Well, I agree. And like I just said, I feel uncomfortable in thrift stores, but I've picked up some St. John that's like money. Mm. You know, I, I picked up a, uh, I forget what you call it, a cardigan or something. Mm-hmm. And I, I picked it, I paid up, I paid 50, but retail it's $700. Holy cow. Right? And I still have to list it, but that was, oh, wow. Somebody is calling us. That was maybe a, a caller just calling us. Calling in right now a with the hustle of the week. With the hustle of the week. These are organic. Don't you love these organic <laughs> episodes? Okay. All right. So let's go on now to let's talk about picking up items just because others do so, right? That I think that's a big mm-hmm. one because a lot of us get in this trap of like, hey, everybody's doing this, mm-hmm. right? So if everybody's doing this and I list these, I'm going to have consistent sales. And I think right now, Mug Life is kind of a part of that. Yeah. We already mentioned Mug Life and Plush. We have. Um, we have a lot. But go ahead. What are you going to say? Gonna yeah, I was going to say, so like those are those are like the ones that are like on in general people are doing, which I, I definitely want to talk about. But I feel like even me, like learning from you, I kind of was doing that. You know what I mean? Okay, like okay. what are the things you picked up? Those are the things I'm going to look for. You know what I mean? So instead of like necessarily doing my own research and figuring out my own style and what works, I was kind of like, well, Orlando picks these up, so I'm going to pick them up. Okay. You know? I get that. I get that. And I've done the same thing, too. Like, I'll, I, you know, I've watched a YouTube video, mm. and, and somebody's like, hey, there's a ton of money in these mm. if you pick these up. And instead of doing the research. As I, soon as you see it, you pick it up. As soon as I see it, I pick it up, right? Yeah. I picked up a ton of them. Yeah. And then I list them, and I'm like, wait, there's no sales. Oh. Right? And it could be for two reasons. One, it could be because they weren't profitable mm. items. The other reason it could be is because. Flooded market? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's a big, I, I would say flooded market is the bigger one. Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of it. And I'm not sure if which of those two categories this falls in. But I remember when I first started, I watched a YouTube video on like specific men's clothing items to pick up to, to resell on eBay. Okay, okay. And Brooks Brothers, like dress shirts were one of the ones that I saw, right? Like now, how Brooks old Brothers. was this video? I, I feel like it was fairly recent. Okay. But maybe it was, but to me, fairly recent, it's like, oh, it's only like six months old. I didn't realize how fast eBay's. Uh, yeah. Trends move, right? So I would say for like the next three weeks, every time I saw a Brooks Brothers shirt that was in good condition, I was picking it up. Oh, wow. And I have okay. so many Brooks Brothers dress shirts. That One selling. just sold today. Okay, um, good. I probably made like four bucks on it. You know, I'm wow. just happy to get it out of inventory. Um, but yeah, I think like it was one of those things where it's like I saw somebody, they told me to pick it up, and I just did it without doing the research myself. I, I agree. And so if you're not having sales, it's because you might have picked up items that everybody else is picking up, mm. right? So you kind of got to diversify, right? You got to find those items that maybe the market isn't as flooded, mm. right? And, and we share we share bolos, right? And the reason we share the bolos that we share is because the market isn't as flooded. Now, obviously, <laughs> now that we have a lot more listeners than we did the first few weeks, the market may get flooded, but they're one of those things that they're super unique to find. It's mm-hmm. not like we're saying, hey, go to Marshall's or TJ Maxx or go to Target and pick up this item. Right. Then you'll destroy your market. 
you know, some of these bolos that we're sharing, like I've only seen one time in my entire life. Yep. Oh. And that's kind of, I think the idea behind it is what are those unique things that you wouldn't know to research or, or to look up um, that with a little bit of help you're going to find. And then other people giving us the hustles of the week, you know, same thing. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely not going to be, hey, aisle six in Walmarts, they've got this toy, pick it up, you know. Like, <laughs> Do not. Or show pictures or video. It uh, just, you want to make sure your stuff doesn't sell? That's one way to do it. Yeah. So, all right. Let's talk. Let's get real, though, here. Let's talk about our listings. Like, is it possible that things aren't selling because we have poor listings? That's definitely possible. My my listings are mediocre at best. Wait, why do you say mediocre? I, I feel like I do fairly good on pictures. Um, I hate doing listings though, man. Like I'm like minimal. Like I look at some people's listings and I know it's like copy and paste. They've made like templates of like items have been tested for this and this and show that like they have a, like a full on like page about like each item with like stuff about what how they sell it. Mine's like a sentence or two. Like no, whoa, whoa, whoa. works good. I got a comment on that. Couple of scratches. See pictures. And then that's it. Okay, so you're talking about the massive, like, this is our shipping policy. Yeah. This is our, okay, that's like old school eBay. Really? So that, so I shouldn't be ashamed that I'm not doing that? No. Okay. No, you are you're doing the right thing by keeping it short and to the point. Okay, good. Oh, so I feel better about myself. Well, because back in the day on eBay, people used to make these mega, like, templates. Mm. You know, they used to have H, they do all this coding, and they would, you know, put in, you've seen some of them, like, they have lights yeah, on Yeah, there's things flashing, and yeah. some of the text is really big. And and maybe some of you that are experienced resellers have those on there still, right? Because, you know, why, why would you tweak something and spend all this, especially if thousands of items, like, And it's if hard. it's working for you. Yeah, I mean, the hard thing is eBay did have something two years ago, or maybe a year ago, where they said, you know, certain listings uh, either would be deactivated if they had this mm. stuff, or it just wouldn't show up. Right, because everything is mobile. Right, right. I mean, I I, I can't remember the numbers, but I want to say, you know, eBay sales. At least I know my eBay sales. About sixty to seventy percent of them are mobile. Right. So if I got all these things and the phone doesn't support it, mm. like I'm wasting my time. Yeah. Right. People just want to know if it's clothing. They want to know maybe even if it's an older clothing item. They want to know measurements. Mm-hmm. They want to know the condition and they want to know the brand. Hmm. Right. Keep it sweet. Right. Because. You don't want to spend all this time and have people read it. And I find that it scares people. <laughs> like, if you have too much, it seems, like, super overwhelming. Yeah. And, and, like, if you talk about every single thing that you want to make sure that the customer knows, people are like, oh, this person's like, this is overwhelming. Like, yeah. I don't want to go down this road. Yeah, and I think, too, like, even with, like, showing flaws, like, I think there's a, a place where it's like, okay, this is the general condition of this. There are some scratches and scuffs, and here are the pictures. But yeah, like if you were to explain every single scratch and scuff with a close-up picture on every single one of them, it might almost be like, look, are you trying to sell junk? As opposed to like, look, this is used. It looks used. Yeah, but I think, I I don't know. I'm going to counter a little bit. Here. Okay. I think when it comes to flaws, I think the reason people may not be selling their items is because maybe there's been some negative feedback in the sense that like people didn't reveal enough. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so people will look at the feedback and go, huh, like this person didn't show this, didn't show that. And this used item, if I don't, if I buy it, I may, there may be something here that I'm missing. Mm. So I'll counter a little bit in saying, I think it's good to show as many flaws as you can. Yeah, yeah, show. Sure. But I mean, like, d- what about like in the description? Like, would you, like, I mean, obviously you're going to explain them, but. Oh, okay, it- great, great question. I put, 
and usually if it's like really worn, like I, I, I don't know if you've seen some of my listings, I'll put cosmetic wear throughout parentheses, please see pics. Right. That's what I mean. Like just general, like it's it's not in perfect condition. I took pictures that there's flaws. Yeah, but if you like, if you have a fifteen point yeah. outline of like this flaw and this flaw and this flaw, okay, I see what you're, I see where you're going. Yeah, then it becomes like too much. Like so, there's kind of like a, a balance. Happy medium there. A happy medium. That's what I was looking for. Happy medium, to you know, hey, as long as you. So let's talk about the pictures. If you take great pictures, you're gonna separate yourself from the crowd, mm. right? If you're taking pictures in a corner of a closet, the lighting's bad. You're saying, hey, there's flaws, but you can't even see the flaws because mm. it's so dark. Like, that's probably the reason why your stuff isn't selling, right? Because if you take a look at, like, if you go like, go to Target or you go to Walmart or even Amazon, right? It, and, we're, and we're talking here about Amazon eBay, too, because not, not about the listings, but about sourcing. And mm. we'll talk about that later. But, you know, it's all crisp. Right, white background. Right, there isn't too much getting in the way of the item. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times they even have cutouts. I've I've considered, I've considered doing pictures. It would take a lot more work, but um, with like a, a green screen background, actually doing cutouts, so it's just the item, like nothing in the background. Yeah, have some people do that? that. Yeah, you can you can kind of do that. I saw Wade's Ventures put a post on IG where on your iPhone, mm-hmm. oh, you don't have an iPhone. Yeah, because I'm an Android guy because it's better. Okay, well, let's say hypothetically you were to get an iPhone. You go to the square mode and you put your finger on where like it focuses on something and you go up, like it'll change the brightness and it'll look like it's cut out. Mm. Now you got to be careful because you don't want to oversell. Right. Right? You, you want to make sure that it's it's as real and as raw as possible because you don't want the buyer having any surprises. Yeah. There's a way of making it almost look like it's too new if it's not new. Yeah, right. and I've done that before where... Things look spectacular. Oh, actually, this happened to me last week. I, all, all these bad things. I see. We're just trying to be real here. So, hey, real quick, by the way, while we before we get into the next story, if you haven't been following us yet on Instagram, we are Pure Hustle Podcast on Instagram, Pure Hustle Cast on Twitter, on YouTube, we are Pure Hustle Podcast. If you haven't had a chance yet, please subscribe, like, comment on our videos. And share. And share. And that's the other big thing. And share. Because, you know, we want to get this message out. We want to help as many people as possible. Uh, and, you know, if you could write us some awesome reviews, if this has been valuable, we'd love it. Uh, you know, every once in a while, there's somebody that just isn't a fan. Yeah. And it kills it kills our metrics, right, on certain items. And yeah. so the more people we get on there to support us, the better. Yeah, and when I'm done crying over it, I, uh, you know, we got to move on. But You got to move on. And if you ever want to leave us a, a phone call, we are 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Or email us at purehustlepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and, and, and on YouTube, if you're subscribed to us, you can share our videos. Um, you can share them on Facebook, on Instagram, however you share. Uh, just click that little share button. And also, like, you're more of the Instagram guy than I am, but I, I think there's a way to like tag people in in posts that we do. Like, just tell a friend. Like, you know, yes, if, if you've definitely. got, I, I can't tell you how many people that I run into who ask questions, um, and and I'm able to like give them some advice and tell them what episodes to listen to. So if you have friends that are like that, that that know that you resell, um, and you get tired of trying to explain like every little thing about reselling, like just shoot them our way, right? Tell a friend and say like, hey, check these guys out. Yeah, I totally agree, and and that's that's what's nice. The more podcasts we do, the more information we have available for people. So definitely love your support. Appreciate all the love we already get all the time. We are just super grateful. So, okay. Take good pictures, but not too good. Let's hear about that. (laughs) All right. So I bought this hat 
And it's, you know, I, I buy a lot of these uh, hats that, like, our Navy hats that, like, our, they have the name of a ship on there. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I find a lot of people are looking for these hats. Mm. And I sold one last week, and the pictures were awesome. And actually, I didn't take them. My, my, my helper mm. took them. They're great pictures, but they're too good. Mm. This is weird. And what I didn't notice, see, and this is kind of things I'm working out with the helper is that the helper, <laughs> my awesome, awesome helper, okay, is that, you know, the pictures are so good. And then I didn't notice until it sold and I picked it up to pack that it was a little sun faded. Mm. But my, my angle of light, I really was trying to just get things out the door, pack, shipped. And so I packed mm. it and I shipped it out. And it did say cosmetic wear throughout on my listing. And the buyer received it, and they said, listen, I, I like this hat, but it's been faded like crazy in mm. the sun. And so I go, what? Okay, so I go back to the pictures, and they don't look faded. Right. Right? But then I, I do remember having other pictures uh, from previous before I gave it to my helper, and, and, and yeah, it was really faded. Eesh. Right? And so... What did That's I do? Scary. Well, I automatically refunded the buyer and I said, uh -huh. I'm so sorry. You know, I, I, I missed this. My apologies. And, and they left me nice feedback. Oh, that's good. But but again, what I want to say is, you know, you want to make sure that you have awesome pictures, but you also want to make sure that they're legitimate pictures. Mm. Right? Because you want to build trust with your customers. Mm. That's huge. Huge. It's good. All right. What about pricing? You find that you're pricing yourself out of sales. Or, or is Orlando pricing himself yeah. out of sales? I don't know. That's a weird one. I feel like, and maybe this is something you can give me some advice on, or maybe you know our listeners can 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 shoot me some advice on this. I have yet to discover. Is it better to to have um, like a high buy it now price with free shipping? Is it better to have slightly lower price with some shipping? Is it better to go like we've talked about before, really high and then take low offers? Is it better to kind of ask what you're kind of hoping for and then basically not taking any offers below it like I don't know like I, I've, I've done some listings at each and I feel like I'm getting sales at each and I haven't really done enough volume to know like okay this is the better way so what are what are some of the mistakes and and good things you can do with pricing all right now again this is just my preference my opinion I, again we want to be clear we're not gurus we have not arrived I just share what I know has worked for me other people have other systems that work really well for them. I want to just be clear about that because, you know, sometimes we, we I don't know, I feel like we, we go, this is the way to do it. Mm. And it, there's other ways to do it. Yeah. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. But I'm, I, I know very little. So any way of doing it. Well, is I, still, I still have to learn a lot too. <laughs> this, is, this is what I would say about that. Number one, we talked about pictures, right? If you mm. want to sell your items, you have to have great pictures. Okay, they have to be great. They, you know, they have to be clear and crisp, white background. So that, and, and a lot of you know experienced resellers know that, and new sellers have picked up on that. And we gotta make you gotta make sure you build that trust by having you know all the cosmetic flaws showing. But the other part is, if you have better pictures than your competition, you should have a higher price. Mm. Right now, stick with me here. So if you go to an eBay, if you go to an eBay search and you type in an item, you'll get tons of listings, right? Let's say I put a Harley shirt. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can get a ton, right? And let's say you did your keywords right. 
right? Which we ha- we don't have enough time to talk about keywords. Maybe that's another episode, but you have all the right keywords, right? If people are looking for a Harley Davidson Maui surfer on a motorcycle at whatever beach, so and so on, right? And you put the specific location of that Harley dealer and everything and all your keywords are right. Well, how do you separate yourself from everybody? Right? Because maybe there's other Hawaii Harley shirts. Maybe there's other people that took great pictures. It's your price. And it's your price that's higher Hmm. that separates yourself from everyone else. And Hmm. and, and stick with me here. So there's this thing, and we've thrown this word around, value proposition. Right? And and I can explain. I'm not a neuro, I don't know if it's a neuropsychologist or a scientist or whatever. I don't know what's behind it, but what I have found in my experience, and there's other resellers that do this too, is that when your item is priced higher than everybody, everybody, eh, excuse me, love organic episodes, <sighs> priced higher than everybody else's, people notice, right? And, and somehow, I don't know what it is, and I find this to be true of myself, I go and go, huh, why is that price higher? Is it because it is? It's somebody took the time because it's a better quality shirt? Mm. They have better quality pictures. And I consistently am selling items higher than other resellers on there. And it's funny because that you bring this up. So I think about two weeks ago on IG, uh, we posted, you know, has anybody used this this kind of like tool that eBay has been promoting? I had to send offer, by the way. That's still not here. But have you seen the one? I don't, I don't know. Actually, I heard somebody, um, a coworker said that they had it on the computer. There's really, yeah, like wow. you can do it on the mobile, but they had it on the. Are, are we just blacklisted? Is that the deal here? Like, come on, eBay, we see so much good stuff we're on about you. List we love you, says, eBay. Do not give Pure as a podcast this tool. Okay, so the the message is, you know, several several buyers have items in their cards. If you drop it by fifteen percent, mm. you know, you may get a sale. Have you gotten that message? Similar, similar to that. Yeah. Okay, so I posted this and I said, "Has anybody used this?" And I would say probably 80% of the people that commented were like, nope, hmm. nope, never. It's it, not that they never use it, that they tried it, and I've tried it, and they haven't had any success. They didn't have success from it, yeah. But then other people were saying, you know what I do when that happens? I make my item higher. Hmm. I price it higher, and then I get sales. I actually just did that with, this is bizarre. So I picked up a, a radio scanner, like a like police scanner, fire, you, can, you know. I've sold like three of them already, but this one was like an older model. I picked it up um, and I saw that comps were only gone for like 23 bucks. I didn't do enough research. I'm like, oh, wow. I, I think I paid like four or five for it. Okay. So I list it for like $24 and I get an offer for 18. I, I decline it, go back and forth with them. I get an offer for like 22. I got like three offers within a couple of days that were lower than my like $24 that I was asking for it. Like, wow, there's a lot of people wanting this. So I bumped it up to $29.99. It sold the next day with no offers, just full price, full right? Price. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it creates urgency, like, hey, this person figured out what they have and mm. it's time for me to buy now. I don't know what it is, but I do it all. And you, you know, I, we joke about this in other podcasts. Like, I always tell you, like, hey, what do you think I listed it for? And you're like, Orlando, you probably went the highest listing $999.99. I, I do. And sometimes I do that. And here, here's the thing. There's nothing wrong in doing that because if you have the best offer function on there, like if somebody wants to pay less, they'll send you that offer. You can decide, right? I, I just thought uh, there's somebody else on IG right now that 
they had a pair of shoes they picked up for $5 and they listed it for $125, higher than most people. And they got a $100 offer and they made the sale. Hmm. Right? So you don't want to be amongst the bottom because what happens you're amongst the bottom, like you're going to get ignored. Hmm. Like people aren't going to realize that, hey, there's a good item here. And even if you have best pictures, like it, it's still not going to single you out because you know, there may be a bunch of other people who have great pictures. Yeah. And I think that that also goes back to the uh, fast nickel slow dime, though, too. I mean, there, there probably is a place. Um, I, I get a lot of my uh, camera equipment off of eBay, and I know what I'm looking for. Like, I'm, I, I know exactly the type of lens or the type of camera, the type of equipment. I know, like, shutter counts and all of that stuff. I know what's worth money and what's not. And so when I'm looking that up on eBay, um, and I see things that match my my specs, I'm looking for the lowest price, like 100% guaranteed. Like I'm going to take the one that's $20 lower because regardless of pictures, regardless of whatever, like I know what I'm looking for. And if they have it at the cheapest price, I'm taking it. Um, so there's going to be times when you're going to make that fast nickel if you go the lowest, like the lowest, lowest, if you're quite significantly lower than anybody else. Um, which that model might work for you at times, but I definitely think that there's something to be said for being the highest and potentially getting maybe even more sales out of being there. I agree. Probably and, don't want to be at the middle. Yeah, and I would say, yeah, and I strongly recommend if you're just starting, like you have to be fast nickel because you're trying to build the mm -hmm. camera, right? We talked about that in our pipeline episode. Yeah. So that's good. All right. What about extras? Extras. Do you know what I'm talking about? Extras? Uh, Like all of the manufacturer, country, origin, year, okay, no, okay, there's, there's some of that. Okay, we we weren't even going to touch on that. But, yeah, that's the other thing. You know, if you guys didn't hear from EB Open, the item specifics are huge. Hmm. Like, you have to have them filled out as best as possible. So you may not be making sales because other people have filled out those specifics and they find the item on the eBay search and your item never is found. Hmm. Right? So that could be another reason. So that's good. Good thing you brought that up. Nice. Okay, so so then by extras, you mean like throwing something in? So, for instance, if I'm selling a camera lens and a lens cleaning brush, <laughs> like a bundle, like an extra? You could do that, too. That that could be. I'm talking about like free shipping, uh -huh. free returns. Are you doing free returns Oh, yet? no way. No? I have not been convinced to do free returns. Okay. All right. Maybe. Maybe at some point, but I... I don't know. I, I, I just can't do it because there's been enough items where I know I ship it for much cheaper than they're going to be able to ship it back. Because I've had a few customers return stuff to me that they weren't happy with for whatever reason, but it wasn't anything wrong that I did. So they I accepted the return, but I made them pay for the shipping back to me. And like the shipping back sometimes is like so expensive. No, I agree. Well, you have to be reasonable, right? We've talked about this in the sense that if it's something that costs a lot of money in shipping, like you can't you can't hit that free return button. But mm. I, let's say you're doing clothing, right? Or let's say you're doing something that isn't as costly. Like again, you're trying to separate yourself from the crowd. You want to, you know, make something happen. And so part of that is if you look in our world, like free shipping's everywhere, right? We'll we're going to talk about this. I do our... free shipping, but not free returns. Okay, okay, that's different. All right, all right okay, we'll get to free returns, but. Free shipping, like if, if, and I know a lot of experienced resellers will disagree. And, you know, I, I've done, I do both. Like on all my shoes, I charge shipping. Mm. I don't do free shipping. Like I, I find it, it's a loss when you do free shipping. Okay. But I will say when it comes to, to clothing, like I do free shipping all day. 
And the reason being is that, you know, if you buy something from another retailer, like they have free shipping. Mm -hmm. And so, a lot of times they have free two-day shipping, right? And so if all your listings are all like parcel select, right? People aren't going to want to pay that. Like right. they want the priority shipping. They want sometimes the priority free shipping. And most of my clothing items are first class free shipping. But you got to take a look at where you're offering. And I would encourage you, Mike, like if there's items you could do free returns, I would do it. Like I, I've made, I, I don't have the uh, metrics, but I would say I have made a decent amount of money, you know, that even though I get some free returns and I lose money on, let me give you an example. I, we have all these examples, right? This is kind of our podcast. So I sold a Chargers, uh, a starter jacket. You're going to be jealous because you, is yours still listed? No, I sold mine. Oh, you did? Is this the one you said where they returned it and then you sold it for higher? I think you. No, no, no. This is a different one. Okay. It just happened. So somebody bought a, a starter jacket from me and they paid $100 for it. And the shipping, I think, was $11.99 or something. And they, they bought it. It was an XL. And I had two similar jackets. I had an XL and I had 2XL. So I grabbed a 2XL from my closet on accident. And mm. I actually had it all packed. I taped it and I go, wait a second. Did I pick up the wrong one? Mm. So I go to my box. I open it. And sure enough, I packed the 2XL instead of the XL. So I switched it. And I put it in there. And I put the XL. And I shipped it to the buyer. And the buyer like, Awesome. Thank you so much, blah, blah. And then they opened it and they messaged me and goes, oh, I bought the wrong one. I wanted the 2XL. Oh, jeez. Right? And so then, you know, what do I do? I offer free returns and I said, hey, no problem. Just ship it back to me, you know. And so they purchased the other one. They're going to send me and I'm going to lose the money on the shipping. But that buyer had the confidence knowing that, you know what? It's okay. I'm just going to buy this other one. I still made profit on my, I mean, I paid, you know, like, I think I want to say like $10 for each of these jackets, mm. right? So I'm still making crazy ROI and I'm still able to make that other sale where maybe this person, if they didn't see the free returns, would have never looked at my listing. And that's the thing that I think, I think why I'm not convinced yet is that I feel like there's some anecdotal proof and maybe there's enough of it I, out I agree. there. I think there's anecdotal proof. I don't think there's full like. Because unless, metrics. unless you're getting specific comments on every item that you sell, like only bought because of free shipping. Like, how do you know? Like I'm selling a lot of stuff and I don't offer free shipping. Okay. So maybe I would sell more. Maybe I'd sell less. I don't okay. know. What I want to leave is, okay. Know. All right. No, you might be right. You got to find ways to be competitive. I, I think it would make me more competitive because isn't that one of the things you have to be in order to technically be top rated seller too? Correct. Correct. So I think I need to do it. I know I need to do it. It's just, Oh man, that grates me to think that I'm gonna have to pay for somebody to return something oh, because trust me. they don't like it. Because it's well, like, what about my scenario? Uh, it doesn't fit right. Well, look at my scenario. It wasn't even my error. Like I made it all right, and I'm still gonna end up losing twelve dollars. Yeah. Actually, I'm gonna lose twenty four because the money I there sent and to back ship and back. Yep. Right. So it's it's uh, but it's the cost of doing business. It's true. I need to do it. It's just oh, it hurts. I, when it when it happens, because I, I I've done that. I've done returns for people, and it's like you know what? I'll do it for the good rating because I want to be a good, I want to be a good eBay seller. You know, I want to I want to make customers happy. But man, it's gonna grate on me. No, I, I get it. I get it. It's just the cost of doing business, man. All right, let's get to our last point here because this is this is kind of more philosophical. Well, not not really. The first part is very practical. Amount of inventory, mm. right? It could be that your stuff, and we've talked about this a lot, so we won't go too long on it, but 
It could be that your stuff isn't selling because you just don't have a lot of stuff. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I mean, that's it. Right? And, and I say this because I've seen this lately uh, on IG with a lot of new sellers. Like, hey, I had these two items listed. It's been two months and it hasn't sold. Mm. I'm like, well, yeah, okay. Like, think about if you went to a store that had thousands and thousands of items and you only had two items in there, what are the chances that your item's going to get picked up? Yep. Right? It's a numbers game. Right? How's your listings going, by the way? Um, they're doing good. Steadily growing. I think I'm at, like, getting close to 250, somewhere around there. Are you finding more consistent sales or is it still kind of in the same place? Yeah, no, for sure. And it's weird because, like, last week we had a ton of sales. It was, like, in one weekend we had, like, 11 or something like that. But they were all, like, bread and butter items. Okay. And then Monday, so, like, yesterday or a couple days ago, whenever, I sold, like, six of my... Big ticket items, what I call them, nice. right? The like, yeah. I bought for two dollars and I've sold for eighty dollars. So it was like one weekend of like a bunch of little things, and another weekend of like four or five really big things. So it's been it's been good, and that's part of it, right? You have to build your inventory, like, and we've given this analogy, but if you only have two items in your store or two listings, and people walk into, let's say, it's a brick and mortar store. And that's the only items that are there, and that's not what they're looking for. You're just not gonna have sales. Yep. Right? And to us, 500, I, I still think 500 is the magic number. And other resellers have said the same. Mm. Like, not, and it's consistent daily sales, not meaning every day, but consistent sales. Mm. So, all right. Now, the other part is perspective. Like, how fast are you looking to sell your items? Right? That's something you gotta think about. Right? And we, we talked about earlier today about the fast nickel slow dime, but. You know, are you thinking that right away, like, things are going to sell? Mm. And if it's a hot toy, maybe in Q4 it'll sell right away. Or maybe it's a, you know, a supreme limited edition that people are wanting for right now. But if, let's say, you're picking up a mug mm. or you're picking up a shirt, like, it's going to take a right buyer. Yeah, it could take time. I remember I was impatient when I first started. Before we went on our first uh, garage sale right along, um, I sold a few things around my house. And I did all of my sales. I think it was, like, three or four items all on auction with like a very low and I'm like just literally fingers crossed. Like 99 crossed. cent low? Yeah, like like maybe not that low. Like if I okay. wanted to sell it for like 40 bucks, I had it listed for like 15 as like the starting okay. bed, right? So, and like I remember the stress of like watching that counter clock like tick down and there's like one or two bids on it and it's still low. And then the last second, like get a couple more bids so I get close to what I wanted but not quite and I'm still a little bummed but it's like, hey, at least I made a sell, right? And I think to myself, like, man, if I still had those items in my store, I probably would have gotten full price by now or I would eventually, you know? Yeah, and, that, and that's part of it. It's, it's Again, we always talk about reselling is, is a hustle and it's a grind. Like, you have to keep working. So, you know, don't expect, like, hey, I got five items. I'm good to go. No, it's list those five items. And while you're waiting for those to sell, be able to source more. And as you build the capital, build your pipeline mm-hmm. and keep building and building and building. So that, that's another one. And then this is this is one that cracks me up the way we wrote this down. Are you being too greedy? Ooh, too greedy. Do you kind of know what I'm talking about here? Yeah, like I sold I sold something the other day. I think I was asking for like ninety dollars, and they wanted it for eighty, and I came back at eighty five, and I'm like, I'm not gonna go lower than that. And I remember just thinking like, all right, like this is a five. I mean, it's a ten dollar difference between what I'm asking for, right? But I might lose this sell over like making an extra five bucks. So either I walk away with 80 bucks 
or I might walk away with none because I want that five extra dollars. So like, am I being a little too greedy for that little tiny bit? Right. Like, if I, but I mean, you also have to stick to your guns if you know, like, this is where I, I'm going to make profit. So there's, there's a game you have to play there. Yeah, But I see, I, I'm kind of like, I remember, do you remember when you first were reselling back this summer, there were a lot of, you had some good offers and you turned them away. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Right. I kind of got on you a little bit. I'm like, Mike, like if they're like, you know, because I think you wanted like them to get five to them ten dollars close. Yep. Right. And if they didn't, you like just declined, right? Yeah, just declined. <laughs> nope. Don't want that one. Yeah, I know. And, you know, obviously, Mike is I feel like I'm like mentoring you through this, but um, as you should. No, no. Mike, Mike, because you Mike, Mike can do his own thing. Mike, Mike's good. But, uh, you know. I get through this too where, you know, I'm really like sold on something that has to sell at this price. Mm. You know, I, uh, the other day I had, uh, I had this pair of shoes. So at the Nike store, I bought these Air Maxes and I paid 40 and I, I knew the going rate for them were like 125. But I also noticed that they weren't selling. Mm. And so somebody had offered me 70. I, if I could do it again, I probably would have taken it because mm-hmm. I was already losing money. Like it was a bad buy. Right. But I was like, no, I want, I want that extra five. Right. Yeah. And I counted it to only five. And what do you think happened? You lost the sale. Crickets. Yeah. Never heard back. Yeah. Right. And on the other side, I had these uh, two polo sweaters. I posted this on IG a few days ago where these polo sweaters, when I first sourced them two years ago, were going for like a hundred, 125. And I haven't looked back. So usually I list things and I don't go back and look at them. Mm. And somebody had offered me $50 for the first one. And I remember they were sitting in my store for a long time. And I go, I want more money. But then I'm like, no. like, And I didn't even do the research. I'm like, I need to just move these. I can't be greedy. I, I paid, you know, I didn't pay much. I, I don't know if I just said how much I paid. I, I can't remember what I paid. It was like 5 to $10. And so I accepted it. And out of accepting that, then that same buyer offered me 50 on another sweater that was huh. actually the same. Right? So I could have fought for that dollar, maybe lost right. that sale. But I went from having no sales to making $100. Yep. Right? So I would say don't fight for every dollar, especially if – and here's a – I don't know if this is a tip or a trick or a conspiracy. But if your sales are slow and you get an offer – and it's pretty close to, you know, a little over 50% or like you're okay to offload it. I would say accept it. Yep. Right. Because it, I don't know what it does, but I find when I do that, I get a bunch of sales after. Yeah. It, it definitely seems like that. And then beyond that, like beyond just the the, the potential algorithm of, of getting more sales from accepting offers, you start to feel bad. I remember I have these two. It's a tofu and uh, a bacon flexible bendy toy. I bought two of them, brand new. <laughs> so interesting. And they're Mine selling picks for like, up some unique items sometimes. They're in boxes, brand new in boxes. So it's the bacon and the tofu together. And I saw some comps going for like $24. And I think I paid like $2 each for them. And so I've got these listed. And I've had, when I very first started selling, I had so many offers around like the $15 range, $18 range. And I just declined every single oh one of goodness. them. Or like, we drop the hammer. Like, yeah, I'm like, no, like I'm, I'm, I want like, okay, I'm asking 25, I'll take 23, right? Like that was like the wow. lowest I was willing that, to that's, go. That's intense. And I haven't had an offer on those in like three or four months. And I'm like, oh, 
every time I see him in the garage, I'm like, please, somebody offer me $15 for him again. Like, I'll just give it to you, right? Like, yeah, I don't, that, and that's what I mean. Don't fight for every dollar. Yeah. Like, if the sale is there and you're comfortable and it's a good ROI, just take it. Yeah. You'll start to regret it. It takes up inventory space. Yep, you have your money tied up. Yep. And that's capital you could have been using. All right. And what about being active? Do you, do you find yourself, like, when you're active on eBay, like, doing something that you get more sales? Yeah. We're there, getting into conspiracy there, world there, here. There but. is. I, I feel like there's no doubt about it. Um, there's times when I'm just really busy and can't list a bunch, you know, because I'm doing other things. Um, still hustling, but just not listing. And then there's times when it's like, okay, I've got time. And between my wife and I, we list like 30 items in a weekend. And we get a ton of sales on stuff that had been in the store for months and months and months. And it's like, all right, like clearly. It's weird, right? There's some algorithm oh, or something. Sure. They call it Cassini, but... I don't know. Hey, you know, it, we sure. live in the matrix. Don't know. Anyways, but, uh, you know, here's, here's the thing. Like, and there's different theories. Some people say if you do five to ten a day, it's good. Or if you do a ton in one day. But you can't, you know, I would say don't be, don't be a seller that goes, you know, I put all my ten items like we talked earlier. Yeah. It's been two weeks. Like, but here's here's my question with that. Like, I don't okay. have any plan anytime soon of, of quitting reselling. But... You know how it shows you like how much money your like store is listed for? Like if everything were to sell today, yeah. what it's listed for, like how much, right? So you look at that number, and obviously that's an inflated number because you got shipping and you got all of those other things, eBay fees. But you look at that number and you think, okay, like that that's kind of my working capital, like if I were to say my net worth. So you've got that number, but if you have to be actively listing things in order for stuff to sell, if I were to just say quit today and just wait till everything in my store were to sell out, like do you get to a place where eBay's like not going to be pushing your stuff up anymore and it's going to be years and years and years and years for stuff that would sell if you were active? So like they almost force you to like keep building to the point where it's like you can never leave. Now you have That's what I mean, Matrix. Now you have warehouses <laughs> full of stuff and if you want to sell it, you better get a second warehouse because if you're not active, you're no, not No, but selling. that's what I mean. It's kind of like when we talked early in the summer when you're having all these sales and then it slowed down and you're yeah. like, the eBay try to hook me? Oh, they hooked me for sure. Right? But, they got me. But I have, you know, there's other resellers at uh, Scavenger Life. Uh, they actually opened up a second store, and they just let it go on autopilot. Mm. And they were still making sales. They weren't making as many sales, and eventually they put that second store back to their first store, and they combined it again. Mm. But they, Was they that want, their way of testing to see if yeah, you could? Yeah, it was legit. It was awesome. If you haven't listened to Scavenger Life, we're going to recommend another podcast. Uh, to help you, scavengerlife.com, they have great content. And tell them that we sent you. Yeah, and they, they've been around for a while. I mean, learned a lot from them too, a lot. So what I would say is, you know, you got to be active. Even if it's, you know, just revising your mm -hmm. listings, tweaking your listings. Like maybe you're not having sales because you've pulled in Orlando and just listed things that haven't looked in four years. And mm -hmm. maybe like you challenged me at the beginning of this podcast, I probably need to drop the price on some items, mm -hmm. right? Or maybe... I had some crazy shipping. Like I noticed the other day I had cologne that the person sent me an offer and I counter offered and eventually they went away. But I looked at my shipping and I think I was charging like $25 shipping. Oof. And that's probably why they lowballed me, but I wasn't active. No. Like I wasn't looking at ways to changing. So be consistent. Like it will help, you know, and what I find is I might be consistent one day and it doesn't happen the next day, but like mm. maybe days later, I'll get like a flood of sales. Like, you know, that weekend that you had. Yep. Right. You never know. All right. The last point here. Don't, don't turn off our podcast yet. This, this is good stuff. At least I think so. At least I hope so. Yeah. 
Like and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe. Share. share. All the good things. Yeah. Write us an awesome review. You know, why are you reselling? I think that's huge. I think that is a very big reason why you may not be getting sales is that you're reselling for the wrong reasons. Okay, so oh, I, I agree and I oh, disagree with I you on this one. Mike on this one. I agree and I disagree. Okay, okay, so I think perspective is important, obviously, in the sense of like, okay, to keep going, to give you motivation to keep going. But I, I don't think like, like just having a positive attitude isn't going to give you sales. Okay, okay, okay. Let me let me re, let me put that into context. All right, please. <clears throat> if you're reselling to be get rich right away, I think you're in it for the wrong reasons. If you're, and this is just our opinion, I hope we didn't lose people right now when I just said that. Like, we're not, no, we're, they, we're if not they listen to our stuff for more than a, a, a few, a few weeks, they'll, they'll realize that okay. we're not get rich quick. Okay. If, if find, you, find somebody else to tickle your ears. No, no, stay with us. <laughs> listen to other people. Don't, don't, don't drive people away. Yeah. Well, our, our fans, though, like the people who listen, like these, you guys are like the most genuine, real people. Like, we love no, you. No, I, I, it's seriously, we, it's organic and authentic. I keep saying organic this episode. We should retitle the episode organic. Organic. Organic reselling. Don't we have to be certified to be oh, organic? That's true. Okay, never mind. <laughs> All right. But no, authentic, real, like, and this is what I mean. If if you're reselling because you're trying to make your lifestyle easy, like, I don't know. Because what you're going to do is you're going to get, and what's a good word here? Help me out, English teacher. Like, Demoralized? Disenfranchised. No, disenfranchised. Disillusioned. Disillusioned. Yeah, you'll get disillusioned really quick. If you're like, hey, I'll be about that mug life, and I'm going to, like, go and buy my brand new yeah. car and buy my new Supreme sneakers, mm. and I'm going to live the life, like, Ah, you're going to have a hard time. And then that leads to being cynical about, you know, other people who are being successful or who have advice to give you because you're not having success. You don't feel like it's working um, because you're expecting too much too quickly. So then instead of doing the research and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and going out there and researching, you kind of just give up and just hope the few things you have in your store sell. And, you know, if they don't, well, bye bye reseller. Yeah, and, and, but that happens all the time, all the time. So part of our, our slogan, right, is to be real. Yep. Like, hey, if you're getting to reselling because you want to make a few hundred a week, you can do it. Yep. If you want to make a few thousand, you can do it. Like it takes if, a lot of work. Yeah, and you can scale. Don't get me wrong. There's resellers that make millions. It's very doable, right? But you, it's part of that thing where you have to understand, like, why you're reselling. Like, you got to start somewhere. Right. You got to understand that it's not going to be, hey, I'm going to get rich right away. Yeah. And you may have those sales where you feel like I'm going to end up making a lot of money. But it's not like that all the time either. Yeah. Right. You have to be willing to put in that hustle, put in that grind and build that pipeline. And then your things will begin to sell. And and that's the whole point of this podcast is that we want to let you know that, like, hey, sales are possible. But there's a lot of things you got to take into consideration when trying to build that wealth. Yeah. Now, well, that, is wealth okay? Build that income. I don't want to use wealth. Is that, is that a bad word to use? Yeah, I think income might be better. Wealth is okay. Okay. Because wealth can mean a lot of things. I think part of that is wealth of knowledge. and and. Oh, there you go. Okay. Because, because I, I feel the other thing too is there might be some of you guys who listened to this episode and thought, wow, I've made way too many mistakes. I bought a bunch of junk, right? Like we talked about at the beginning or I, I haven't listed right and I've got to go back through and change things. Don't be discouraged because 
in reality, you cannot put a price on 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 an education and on wisdom, right? You are gaining knowledge every time you make a mistake. Like that mistake might have cost you twenty dollars of profit. It might have cost you fifteen extra dollars in shipping. It might have cost you a hundred dollars for this or like that. That costs money, but but now you have knowledge that you wouldn't have had otherwise, and that knowledge is going to, if applied, help you in the future. Now you could you could now have this knowledge and say, well, I give up because it was too hard. So now you've paid for that knowledge and now you're not doing anything with it. Yep. But our encouragement to you is take that knowledge that you're gaining from the mistakes that you make. Sometimes it's costly, but just think of it as I just paid for this lesson. And maybe it was an expensive lesson, <laughs> but Hopefully there's not a lot of those. How much is it going to save me in the future? Agreed. Agreed. So ultimately, right, you got to be in reselling for the right reasons. Right. And I hope that, you know, if you're new and you're starting this journey, that you're quickly like finding the, all the information you can, whether it's through our podcast or through YouTube videos, whether you just like Mike just said, being out there and learning from those mistakes. And all of us that, you know, have been reselling for a while. Like these are still principles that are true to us. You know, it's still true to me. Like I, I sometimes find myself going, man, I want to have this multi-million dollar empire, but you know what, what is it going to cost me? Yep. Right. And, and if I'm willing to take those costs into consideration, then it's all good. Yep. But if if I want to level up my standard of living, definitely doable with reselling. Yeah. Definitely doable. Yeah. Do so. a do a pro and con list. I love doing those and, and just thinking of like, okay, multi-million dollar industry and building that kind of storm pipeline. Is it is it possible? Yeah, but you're probably looking at 18 hour days, seven days a week for the next several years where you're giving up family time and this and that. And if that's okay with you, if that's if you're driven for that and that's what you want, like go for it then there's a step down from that and a step down for that. And eventually you got to find the place where you're most comfortable. Like if I give X amount of time of my week, researching, uh, sourcing, listing, selling, growing my empire as it were, but it's, I'm only going to make, you know, X amount, but I get family time and I get this and I get that. So you got to find what you're comfortable with and recognize that you can't have the best of both worlds. Like there's going to be sacrifices on both sides. You can have all the money, maybe not all the other stuff like family and friendships and free time, or maybe you have more of that stuff, but you're not going to have all the money. Right? Yeah. And, and, and eventually there, I think there is a place where you can maybe do both, but it takes time. It takes a lot of time. It takes time. So with all that being said, I think we got to close this episode. There we go. So, Hey, if you haven't had a chance, make sure to follow us on YouTube, Pure Also Podcast, on Instagram, Pure Also Podcast, and on Twitter, Pure Also Podcast. Hey, the big thing is, we want to get this information It's in the description. Yeah, right? it's all in there. Check we the can go on. But, hey, we appreciate you all. We just love the support. Make sure to keep being real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Peace. Peace.